back to Madness in the Method, the podcast where we talk exclusively about Nicolas Cage movies. And, uh, 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 no, not first, my name is Tobias Vidal, and with me as always is my friend and trusty co-host Christopher. And in today's episode, we're talking about the Brian De Palma thriller Snake Eyes. Yeah. Crime drama, maybe? Yeah. Uh, crime mystery thriller, according to yeah. IMDb. And I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's from 1998, which is... Is this, this the second movie made this year? No, it's the first movie made this year. No, it is the second. Uh, well, second movie released, at least, this year. For okay, oh, sure, yeah. So, City of Angels was released. Before. Oh, right, that was 98 as well, right. That was yeah. our last episode. Check yes. it out. Check it out if you haven't. Um, Right, and uh, it, uh, it's... uh, Well, I, I hadn't seen it before. Had you seen it? No, I've not seen it. I've... So I've heard of the name, but I can't say I even knew what it was about. Yeah. So I went. We talked a little about it last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I didn't go in one hundred percent blind, but but like ninety percent blind. <laughs> uh, you, you hadn't seen it either. No, I'd seen like like literally like three minutes on TV sometime like in my early teens. Mm. Um, but that's about it. Uh, I knew what it was about, that it was a murder, and that it took, that it, I, I thought it was going to be, like, uh, the same, like, uh, the same, um, situation from different perspectives, which is kind, it kind of is, but it's more like a, mm. it's more like a real-time mystery. Yeah, it's sort of like, it's, it's like three, I mean, gimmicks, gimmicks sound bad, but I don't mean it as a bad thing. No, yeah. <laughs> but there's, yeah. like, three gimmicks that they, it has... A lot of long, continuous shots. Yeah, which is um, classic Brian De Palma. So yeah, I, I think the f- the first obvious cut is like twenty minutes in in the movie. It's uh, like I actually that. I actually timed it because I knew oh. Brian De Brian De Palma usually does long takes. Mm. Um, one of the best ones is uh, in uh, in Carlito's Way. The ending is that is almost twenty minutes long. This mm. one is uh, the, the very the very first shot of the movie is. 13 minutes and like 20 seconds and it goes all over the arena like from the behind yeah. the scenes out into the crowd up in the suites it is an insane 13 minute one shot yeah. with Nicolas Cage just running around acting and, like he does and we we don't have any that big again but we have a lot of long shots so that's yeah there are some gimmick. more long but that, that's that's a big one yeah that's the one yeah big one the, then the movie's supposed to be in real time uh yeah. i don't think it actually it feels like it should it can't be because there are some like jumps in time uh or, or flashbacks to earlier times in the movie um yes so, i mean it could be but i'm not sure but it's supposed to be it's supposed then, to be yeah real time and i I wanted to like go back and time some stuff, but I I I had to play the movie on s- several screens, and it was just too much work. Yeah, but I think it's the, more or less in real time. Yeah, and then the third gimmick is uh, that we see the same scenes from div- different uh, mm. perspectives. Yeah, we at, there's a few times. It's not a lot, but we see from the eyes three. of some characters. Yeah, we see three different. Um, Character's perspective, and then we see, I guess, uh, an unbiased camera perspective. Yeah. Um, so it feels like 
because we talked again, we talked a little bit about it last time, uh, and it feels like one of those movies where you remember one of these gimmicks. Yeah. That, oh, the movie's in real time, or it's like a movie from from different perspectives, or mm. it's just one take. You yeah. remember one of those three. Sort of. <laughs> but he threw in all of them. Um, we should also say that it's uh, we haven't really talked about uh, the story, but it's not. That, it's not that much of a story because it all takes place over roughly an hour and a half. So it's uh, a senator is murdered. He's shot to death during a boxing match, and a uh, a a cop, a a um, what do you call it's it? It's not the senator. It's uh, like oh. the secretary of state or something. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, some damn politician. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, he yeah he's shot and um, Nicholas Cage plays a, a, a shady cop who who has to actually actually do some real police work for once mm-hmm. and try to f- figure out the murder since um, his old like high school buddy was the uh, the um, uh, the head of the of the lifeguard detail. exactly the bodyguards yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah played play by Gary Sinise yeah. um, and. Uh, I gotta, I gotta say, I don't know if I'm, I'm breaking the formula here, but I'm gonna say I really liked it for the most part. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I'd say it's a, it's a, it was a great movie. I'd say. Yeah. Um, it so the story isn't that special, um, but there are a few twists and turns, and I think most of most of them I, I didn't I didn't see coming. Um, uh, they were pretty good handled. There was, it, there was always some. Uh, suspense throughout the movie. Oh yeah, uh, and so and, and uh, so it was good. Good job doing the story, <laughs> but because uh, I don't usually like crime dramas or thrillers, uh, sure. I think uh, it's kind of it's usually kind of flat. Mm-hmm. We have also because we here in Sweden have a lot of them. We have a lot of um, crime procedurals. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I'm pretty not impressed. But this movie also have the spice. Of uh, some really interesting storytelling, a lot yeah. of good, interesting camera angles, a lot of interesting techniques with the long shots and the uh, these I don't know what it's called, but these overhead shots when we just see when it's, it rolls over several rooms and yeah, you yeah, see yeah. from above. So you're never really bored. Either you're interested in the story or you're interested in the technique. Um, so so it's always entertaining, I'd say. Oh yeah. Um, so so. Because of that, I'd say it's, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, I gotta ask you though, at mm-hmm. what point did you? Uh, I, I guess spoilers. Yeah, we do mm-hmm. usually don't care about spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. at what point did you figure out that it was Gary Sinise who was like the the head bad guy? Well, it, it, it was the reveal. Oh, okay, okay. I did. I didn't because it was uh, at that point when he, he walks down the stairs slowly walks down right, the stairs right, right. Or, yeah. or go to that back room where he says it's not going and i i was like sort of um, cuz i wasn't i was that's the first real twist in the movie um so i didn't think there was going to be a twist oh okay so yeah. i was not looking for it um and then when that came i was like wait is he a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and then he starts talking with the other bad guys. He was a bad guy all along. <laughs> yeah. What? I don't know. Huh. I I'm usually really bad at figuring out like twists and turns. Mm. But it was just something like 
Because he sits down next to Nicolas Cage as the fight is about to start. We said that it was yeah. take place during the boxing match, right? Yeah, we did. I don't, I don't think... Yeah. yeah. No, we did. Yeah, no, we did. Yeah, it takes place during this boxing match in this uh, hotel. Um, and he sits down next to Nicolas Cage, and he has the congressman or whatever, the politician behind him, who he, he's mm-hmm. there to protect. And then he keeps looking over to this um, woman in a red dress... Um, and like thinks it's, it's it's out of order that she's there alone. She might be a spy mm. or whatever, a murderer. So he gets up to to like talk to her and like ask her who she is. She mm. runs off and he runs after her. And I was like, that doesn't seem safe because now you left the 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 politician wide open to be assassinated. Like, excuse me. Mm. <laughs> I was like, when he when you see him run up the stairs after her. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, he's the bad guy. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> immediately after the guy is shot, he comes down again, brandishing a silenced pistol. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So for me, I mean, I didn't know, but I was like, nah, 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 he's the bad guy. He's the you, fucking you, bad guy. You, you you weren't able to buy incompetence. No, 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 <laughs> no. The guy, the guy is a fucking commander. You don't, you you can't be that incompetent to be, get the rank of commander. You know. Yeah, I mean, it is it is quite obvious when we, if you look for it. Oh yeah. But I think that's one of the good parts of the movie that there's so many things happening. Oh yeah. Specifically on in that part of the movie, uh, it's a lot of things happening, and we look at it from. Nicholas Cage's perspective. Mm-hmm. So you're sort of overwhelmed with all information, so you don't really... Well, I, at least, didn't take in any. I didn't even realize he had... He was brandishing a gun when he got back. I didn't <laughs> even realize he was the guy who shot the, the killer, um, or the, the terrorist or whatever. Yeah. Uh, until they... Oh, you did... You, uh, in the corridor, and you're like, no, you did good. You killed the terrorist. I was oh, he did that? <laughs> I thought he was on the loose still. I didn't... Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they don't, they didn't, they didn't really, because Nicolas Cage never saw that. So yeah, there's a lot of information we don't get right away. I didn't, I yeah. didn't realize that either until like later in the movie when they explained it. No, um, but that's interesting, you know, to to have. I mean, you're not supposed to figure it out. It was just a fluke that I did. Like I said, I never yep. do it otherwise. But mm. something just happened. I, my brain snapped into gear, you know. <laughs> um, but it's interesting that you got you got information like. Uh, doled out like piecemeal throughout the movie from these different perspectives. It's like a, it's a classic like, like yeah mystery like a, like yeah. a, like a detective movie almost. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I I I I mean, except for you know some stuff at the end, I thought this was like a a like a real like I don't know explain like a classic. Movie, movie, you know. I don't know <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's, it's like a, a movie. It's not just oh, it's a, it's a movie about it. No, it's a movie. It's an, it's an event. It's an experience. You you're know? talking. It's cinema. Yes, exactly. That's what you're talking. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah exactly. This is what what all the old old directors are talking about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't you know uh, a theme park ride. This is a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's Kino. <laughs> Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. More yeah, or less. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. It. It. It is very. Um. I mean, you feel that it is a. Um. I don't know if, if that's the right word, but sort of, old school cinema making. Mm-hmm. Put it like that. Um. And, yeah. and, and and this and it is this 
and they experiment with things and they try try to do some cool stuff but it's not just uh just um doing some cool stuff but doing cool stuff with experience yeah, exactly. Like, this could um, easily have just been shot like a regular movie, because, like we said, yeah. the story isn't that interesting, really. Mm. But they decided to do, because it's Brian De Palma, they have long shots, a bunch of shots that are, like, from the first-person view. You even have uh, Carla Gugino's character, uh, she she breaks her glasses, so whenever we see it from her perspective, everything's blurry, you know, that just, yeah. just adds, you know, a bit of the complexity and depth to the movie, and it's, 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 it was so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um. Uh, what? No, I was gonna, but, but I, I was thinking, cause I'm, uh. I I I think I guess you get the feeling because most most people had that problem. When did you feel like the movie started falling apart? If it did for you, um, well, I I didn't really think it was falling apart really. Uh, but I think right at the end, uh, where Nicolas Cage is, is leading um, the other guy, the bad guy, Gary yeah. Smith, uh, to her. Her hiding place, mm-hmm. uh, where he when when I follow him with the GPS. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, from there, I'd say it sort of, it sort of. I, I, I was thinking do sex machina a lot of it. There was just a lot of convenient things at the same time to just. We didn't really have an ending, so we just ah, we need to wrap it up. Sort of. Yes, that is definitely the the end, or you know the the resolution to the murder is definitely the weakest part of the movie. The movie isn't quite yeah. over there, but it's it's basically the ending. Yeah, um, and, and so but before that, I, I, I and I, even after that, I wouldn't say at any moment the movie fall fell apart. Yeah. Um, was it something specific you were thinking of? Or? Uh, no, yeah, it was it was basically the same, and I'm 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 actually I'm just rushing kind of towards that part of the discussion because mm. um, I was reading some reviews and I'm I like in my head once again I'm, I'm maybe rushing a little bit but this is like a 7 or 8 out of 10 for me mm-hmm. but it got pretty middling reviews which really surprised me um, mm-hmm. and most people even those who like liked it pretty much um, all said that it loses all like tension and momentum um, after like the big reveal when Gary Sinise says I'm the bad guy, oh. and I yeah, and I just I did not get that at all because no, at that point or when we find it out when Carla Gugino is talking to Nicolas Cage in the staircase, I guess mm. there also because that's when she uh, uh, oh okay so that reveals the point. it basically yeah yeah because I was thinking the most intense part in movies when we know he's the bad guy and he's going after her and Nicolas Cage is also going after her no the casino yeah. and that's no. like the that's the best the, part, yeah. When they're going up yeah. to the hotel rooms, oh my god! Yeah, that's they're like both one of the best her. parts of the Jesus entire Christ. movie. Uh, that's so, okay. the, yeah. We we gotta get back to that, but I just gotta I just gotta get this out of my head, yeah. um, because ever yeah, like for them, for from a lot of the reviewers and critics, and even some like user reviews, they felt like the tension was dropped because oh, yeah, the the jig is up. We know everything now, and the movie still has like twenty five minutes left. But for me. I felt like the movie just shifted instead. Instead of being like, who did it? We gotta try to figure out who, why, and how. Instead, it becomes uh, more of a like personal 
um, character-driven last act for Nicolas Cage's character because up yeah. until that point he is the classic like shady cops who takes bribes and you know he does shady deals and you know he's he's more of a gangster than a cop really um but at that point he has to actually like do the right thing he 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 has to protect Carlo Gugino and he has to arrest or maybe even kill his friend Gary Sinise because not even him can be that corrupt at that point and it's this yeah. it's this it's this like um he's having like a like a like a crisis of faith mm. in that staircase um and i re- i really enjoyed that how it's how well, it's, if it's like switched over to that instead yeah i agree uh but i think maybe this is me speculating but again we're we're watching this in the context of watching all nicolas cage movies whatever it is sure uh, we don't really go into movies uh, hoping or wishing for a specific movie. We just want to see what it is. Mm. Uh, if we go into this movie, imagine this is a movie that's on in in, uh, in cinema, and you go out to watch it, and it is uh, it, the PR or, or the marketing yeah, yeah, is yeah, saying yeah. that this is a this is a, a crime thriller. Who done it? Just if you just look at the poster, it's sort of. Uh, believe anything but your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's very, very much. Uh, yeah, one of the tagline is watch closely. Uh, it's it's one of those you you go into it to figure it out, like all crime dramas to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, that's true. And then, but then if it's just revealed in the middle of the movie, you have half the movie left. You just, but I I thought I was gonna. What? Yeah, that's uh, true. And, yeah, and I, I think that's a lot of the. I think the expectation, and if that's what you. Th- Think of the movie. You go into this as thinking it is a, a procedural crime drama. Yeah, I would be disappointed as well. Hmm. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. I suppose. Yeah. Um. um so, so I, I think it's just that. But if if you go into it as we do and just, oh, it's a movie. Let's see if it's a good or bad movie. Yeah. Uh, we're watching it more to analyze it, not to be entertained as much. Well, yeah, and also we don't. We haven't chosen this movie. We haven't. We haven't yeah, flip, no, flipping true. around on Netflix and just oh this movie sounds interesting. Yeah, that's this true. is the that next one in the list for us. Yeah, I've, I've now that you mentioned it, yeah, I've had that. I can't remember exactly what it is, but I I think I recently watched a movie where like this wasn't the movie I expected. It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, okay, I, I, far, fair enough. Fair enough. So I think it is understandable to be to be disappointed in that way. But then if we look at the uh, the critics, the, the actual the, the professional critics of the yeah. movie then they should be able to look past that i think cuz exactly it, yeah that's not really what they are here for to no yeah and so, some of them did but then w- once again <laughs> the more i read of roger ebert the less i like him as a critic he gave it a horrible 25 out of 100 on, oh, on metacritic that's, that's unreasonably low. yes I know we usually do this end, but I just have to read that one. Then we'll keep, we can I mean, go this, on to talk this about episode is just is just everywhere for some reason. We we're not following any of this. No, yeah. Way so just go for it. Um, because <laughs> um he ra- he writes it's the worst kind of bad film. The kind that gets you all worked up and then lets you down instead of just be uh, instead of just being lousy from the first shot. So he has that like his expectations were squashed when he when he thinks the mystery is gonna be you know throughout the movie and then halfway through it's like oh 
oh, you're just going to reveal the killer? Oh, damn it. Yeah. And yeah, it, like, like I, I get that with the general audience, but a guy like him, who is, like you said, a professional critic, should be able to look past that. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, you know. Well, But again, but again, it is... We've talked about a lot of this off-air. Um... Maybe it's time to put it on there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just the concept of a professional critic is kind of a weird concept, though. Uh, it yes, is a It is bit. a person who is talking about their personal experience, and for some reason we should listen more to them than uh, another regular person's personal opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, they shouldn't do it, but on the other hand, it's impossible to do it. You can't review art in a completely objective manner. No, it's always going to be subjected to a point. Yeah. Like, for me, at least, we're not going to... Because yeah. I've, I've had discussions about professional critics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to say, like I said, uh, as a professional critic, though, you should be able to uh, review the objective parts, like the craft, the cinematography, the acting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, maybe you didn't like the twist... But I mean, the movie still looks good, right? You know, so <laughs> to give it a two out of ten, I mean, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's that's, that's that is fair. just that's just wrong. That's yes, just wrong. You, you can't. I mean, I could I could buy if someone was really disappointed in it to give it like a four or a five. Yeah. I could, oh yeah. I could get that, but a two. I mean, a two is reserved for. Like, the bottom barrel shit. Yeah, the that's shit like, movies. That's like the Neil Breen kind of uh, yeah, bad yeah. movies. That's two and ones. Exactly. Uh, so, And I did read some uh, comments about the movie um, that people talk a lot about that the acting is bad. What? Uh, yeah, I read several places uh, that people say, ah, the acting wasn't that good, or the acting is kind of, kind of um, uh, she-see you. Um, uh, I don't. I didn't see that at all. I thought the acting was pretty solid from everyone. Yeah. Um, I can I can get the cheesy part. Um, because that's that's the style of this kind of movie. Because it's supposed to be like a. It's almost. I mean, they're not specifically doing it, but it's kind of like a throwback noir thriller. So wow. if some of the acting is cheesy, that's fine. I still don't think that's bad acting. There's there's a difference between like cheesy scene chew, scenery chewing and bad acting. I mm. think everyone here was good, um, especially uh, Gary Sinise, which people don't talk much about him anymore, except for maybe the Lieutenant Dan role in Forrest yeah. Gump, which he I, he won an Oscar for that, I think. But I gotta say, this was the best I've ever seen him. He like. He was acting <laughs> instead of just <laughs> instead of just talking like he usually does. Uh, yeah, it was a very interesting. It, it really felt sort of um, uh, the, the Terminator vibe from him. Oh yeah, being yeah. Being this very threateningly doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, and, and the fact that since he is, you know, he's supposed to defend defend America from people like himself. He he is kind of torn, like. I have mm. to do this, but I don't really like doing it, basically. Uh. Um, and and, and sp- speaking of acting, uh, Mr. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He brought the fucking A-game in this oh, one. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, this those is... first 13 minutes, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, this, I, I said that throughout, several times throughout the movie. This, this is the perfect role for Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Because he can, both he can do the... 
like Rage Cage just go all out being this slimy, weird, fast-talking, sort of unpredictable, case crazy guy. Mm-hmm. But then also at the end he can do this uh, heroic um, uh, con air kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he can do he does both in the same movie, and I think that's it's perfect because that's that that's the two things he can do best, I think, so oh, yeah. far in his career. Uh, I know he does a lot of other things later on, but at this point, oh yeah, uh, that's his best parts. Yeah, him. I mean, this is, I mean, not on the same level, but it's the same same kind of character as in Deadfall. This, like, slimy, weasley... Yeah. He, not, he's not technically... I mean, he is technically a criminal in this one, but he he, he is a cop. Yeah. But, but it's, you know, it's, it's basically the same character. He, we don't see it, but he obviously does a lot of coke. Um, <laughs> he's, he, he throws money away. He wears expensive clothes. Um, uh, and he, he just... He is just... You can you can feel how much he loves playing Rick Santoro, especially that first yeah. thirteen minutes. And I mean, just the fact that he keeps the energy up throughout that entire scene, because he's like almost in every shot of that thirteen mm. minute uh, uh, take. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> and, and then at like the middle point and end part of the movie, he sort of mellows out and becomes this uh, this almost. Um, Captain America-esque uh, this, you can't keep it down, I will keep fighting, yeah. just a good fight I <laughs> this, I could do this all day kind of thing um, so yeah, it's, it's a very very good part and again, this is one of those parts I can't see anyone else doing this no, yeah, yeah, we've, we've been talking about that um, more and more in this, like, yeah. like it really feels like this this is tailor-made for him. Like, yeah. no, no one could do what he does in this movie. I mean, they could, but it wouldn't be the same. This yeah, is and I, uniquely I, Nicolas Cage. And I think, it, I think Brian De Palma knew that because if you if you read all the trivia that exists on this movie, yeah. there is several uh, things about Gary Sinise's character who would play that. And yeah, they yeah. wanted Will Smith at one point, but. Uh, he wanted too much, and Al Pacino also was one of the characters that would play that. Um, uh, was in the lead. but there is it's not there's not one line that someone else was uh, for Rick Santoro. There no, was... yeah, yeah, that's that's just him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, it, it is. I think it is tailor made for him. Uh, and uh, uh, like we said, um, for me at least, I thought Gary Sinise was great in this. Oh yeah, he is great. Yeah, uh, it would have been interesting to see Will Smith in the role. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that could have worked too. Um, but I think if it's one of those again, Garrett Sneeze isn't a small time actor, um, really. But Will Smith is on another level. Oh yeah, he's like a superstar. Yeah, so if Will Smith or especially around even, this time, you know, yeah, or even Al Pacino that was also in the running. If either of those have taken that role, we would have known that first last first uh, first scene that he was the bad guy. Yeah, because you don't just yeah you don't put Will Smith you don't put in that Will role. Smith in a role and just put him as the like the lead's buddy. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> um, say that he might be a little too young, but it's o- there's only a four year age gap between him and Nicolas Cage. That that well, that's that's insane. I didn't know that. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so... What? That, that, could, that could have been... Uh, but I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I... Yeah, like it, it could have worked. It would have been worked. interesting, but I I'm happy with what we have. <laughs> yes, yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't go back and change it more than for the for the curiosity. Yeah, exactly. Um, how well speaking of trivia and changing things, would you have liked to seen the alternate ending where everyone gets what washed away by a tidal wave? Oh, I um, <laughs> I read something about that, but I didn't read the the full. Was that just everyone's gonna die, or I I don't think everyone was gonna die, but instead of um, at least from what I understand, when they're standing in that room, um, mm-hmm. and you, the cop car drive, drives into the wall, um, yeah. instead of him like shooting himself, uh, a tidal wave was gonna come in like wash wash them away, and I guess him and Carla Gugino was gonna survive, and Gary Sinise's character would die or something. I mean, there's there's not oh. that much information about it, but, but something like that. Doesn't seem like a a big change, so... No, but it would be this weird, like, big... Because it was all going to be done with, like, CGI, and it's going to be this huge effect shot in the end of the movie that, like, throughout the movie, there's been very little, like, digital, like, trickery or anything, and they would just mm. end it with this big blockbuster ending for some <laughs> reason. So... Oh. And it's not like... They, they didn't cut it because someone said, no, that's too ridiculous. It was basically like, no, it's too expensive. Otherwise, they would have done it. And that sounds really weird to me. To just throw in this like like this wrath of nature in the end. Yeah, sure, but it would have been. It's one of those weird endings that, yeah, it would definitely been weird. But I think it could have worked in the movie. Uh, it's one of those. Um, I don't know what it's called, but sort of the ending of um, Night Living Dead. Yeah. At one of those endings, where he says, what? what? Huh? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it could have worked uh, if the if the effects were up to it. Um, so, I, yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I just thought it was so weird when, when I read it. I was like, what? A huge tidal wave? <laughs> going through the casino? Okay. Well, I mean, they Go, did. Going from they, a like, crime and mystery thriller to... Uh, like a Stallone movie, like running away from a tidal wave in a casino, <laughs> shooting guns. Yeah, but it, they have they have foreshadowed it throughout the entire yes, movie, yes. and that's uh, that's all there so. because um, that that ending was like cut way into production. So there's mm. yeah, there's they there's the whole storm, the opening of the movie talking about the yeah. storm, and he even mentions in the end like, oh, I wish I would have drowned uh, back then. Yeah. and I was like, what do you mean drown? And then I read like, oh, okay, so it was just a line they. Just, they couldn't work around that, so they just kept oh, it in the movie. Oh, right, that line. Yeah, he just yeah. Well, remember no, being we're, in we're, the gutter, wishing I would drown. Be being back in the tunnel. Yeah, the tunnel. Yeah, the tunnel. Yeah, because I, I was. He said that, and I was like, "What do you mean drown? Metaf- <laughs> metaphorical chop tunnel? Yeah, what are you I, talking about? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and there's supposed to be one shot outside of the casino of an ambulance driving down the the road uh, next to the the water, and you're supposed to see um, the tidal wave coming in. I mean, out mm. out out to sea, um, because they'd already filmed that shot and put it in the movie. Um, mm. But I, I I didn't I didn't but, I didn't pick up on that. So how we talk about the ending? It's sort of uh, maybe not falls apart, but it's kind of it's it's very 
just wrap it up, the ending of the movie. Yes. It's just extremely convenient, everything. Yes. Uh, that everyone... That the... The news is exactly right outside of the room. That the police is coming to get to get the news van away at a specific moment when the ball starts rolling and the ball rolls into the thing, which makes the police car driving to the room just as Gary Sinise's character comes into the room and that the door is locked behind him for some reason. And it's just <sighs> yeah. there's a lot of things. Um, that is so, that is the the worst part of the movie. That whole scene. Yeah. yeah. So. Do you have any ideas of how you would fix that? Well, I, the tidal wave scene would have worked, having them like <laughs> run, run around shooting at each other, because that was the point. But I mean, other than that, um, I I don't know how you would fix it. And I guess that's why it is the way it is, because they had an ending in mind, and then the studio said, nope, you fix it. But cheaper, <laughs> and they were like, "Uh, okay, they're in a room and they talk, yeah. and then they shoot themselves." I don't, I, don't, I don't know actually. Um, yeah, because the, the only thing I can think of, I, I wouldn't say would be a good ending, but, but, but slightly better maybe. Yeah. Just to, um, instead of introducing the cops and the, uh, the news van and the rolling ball and all that thing those things at when they are in that room uh and garrison is about to kill the girl and Nicolas mm. cage is lying there almost dead for, for for being beaten up yeah if we could maybe bring back the boxer and punch down garrison that he had a change of mind and redemption thing that could have worked yeah um, yeah, or we could be at one of those um, the, the Star Wars thing that the boxer is there and Nicolas Cage is talking to the boxer. Remember me from back in school? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it is because and, and you see the boxer thinking and then betrays Garrison East at the like, last second. I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, sort of, and and just knocks him out, and then we can cut to this uh, whole, uh, which is pretty fun. The Nicholas Cage's character Rixano is is raced, uh, get a medal from the mayor and all that, yeah. and then he just falls by the corruption. Yeah, yeah, um, actually, yeah, that that would work. I mean, now I'm just thinking like maybe you could even just have the ending as it is, but instead of a police car slamming through the wall, <laughs> um, have Carla Gugino. Like get out because the there is this debris that like cuts a hole in the wall. Mm. Have her because she's like banging on the wall trying to get out. Have her actually get out. She and the 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 the, the news van is there, like already reporting on the wind and everything of the, mm. the storm. So she she runs out right in front of the camera. They're like what the hell? Um, out comes Nicholas Cage and Gary Sinise as well. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, and he, he's, he's just about to shoot them both and he realizes like a shit, I'm being filmed. And yeah. then you have the whole him turning around and killing himself because there's no way out. Oh no. Mm. Um, that was what that I would have think- worked even better. Yeah. That was what I was thinking is going to happen when the, the spear thing pierces mm. the wall Yeah, and there's a hole. I was thinking, oh, she's going to climb out and just yeah. run into the noose van and just grab the the microphone and just start spouting off names and facts <laughs> yeah. and that's broadcasted to everyone 
and and that would have been like the resolution. That's what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen him. I just thought of the guy who runs up to the news lady and just goes "fuck right in the pussy" and runs away. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. Way. Like, ah! Exactly like that, but <laughs> about a conspiracy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so that was always thinking was gonna happen. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there are ways to fix it, uh, but it it I wouldn't say it ruins the movie. No, it doesn't ruin the movie. But however you fix it, it's always I think, um, like however you realistically fix it, not like shooting the entire ending, it will always be a little awkward. I think. Yeah. It will. Yeah. I don't think you can completely fix it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, speaking of the ending. Yes. After the credits. Yes. Yes. What the fuck is that? Ah. Uh, um. I. I. I well. Hmm? The the thing you see is the redhead lady who is actually blonde, one of the soldiers, well, um, no. who Gary Sinise he kills her and the drunk guy who screams, "Here comes the pain!" Yeah, um, that down in the tunnel when we yeah, the, the yeah. first reveal, um, and the the ring you because you see an arm when Nicolas Cage gets up after being beaten beaten up by the boxer, and it's mm-hmm. a first person view of him walking around down there. You see mm-hmm. two other guys. Um, pouring yeah, okay. cement in something, and you see an arm wearing that ring. That is that oh. is the lady, the redhead okay. lady, or the redhead okay, so wig lady. I, I got that. I got all of those things. No. But I did not see the ring at that point. Oh, okay. You see her? I think, no, it's I, a, think I missed it at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's just a real fast shot of like them on some sort of contraption, and you see one arm hanging out. You don't even see yeah. who, who the arm yeah, belongs I, to. I you saw the yeah, I saw the arm, but I didn't see the ring. On oh, the okay, okay, yeah. So that's that's what confused me because we don't see like a hand or anything. We only see like this red gemstone. Yeah, because yeah, they they they're 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 hidden in the concrete. Yeah, and then we see that yeah the red ruby, and I was like, yeah, I remember that now because I remember the shot of the arm, but I was like, who who was the arm belonging to? And then I read like, oh, it's the lady. Okay, mm. and I'm not sure. I guess it's just like an Easter egg because it's not like, ooh, the truth will be revealed. No, the truth was yeah. already revealed. We know everyone already knows what happened. So I think it's just like a, a fun thing that there's a dead body in that column. <laughs> <laughs> fun. Yeah, I don't know. Cause, yeah. but but I knew something because when the credits started rolling, and we still just saw people like, uh, working like mm-hmm. uh, construction people working. I was like, they're holding on this for a reason. I'm going to watch the credits. Mm. And then that's the big reveal. I was like, hmm, okay, all right. Uh, okay. Okay, cool. cool. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, do you have any more fun reviews? Um, professional reviews? There are there are more reviews. I just want to talk mm. about, however, my, my last big, oh. what I really liked about the movie is the fact that uh, e- even though the the movie starts out as just a, a crime you know thriller mystery like who killed the 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 guy whatever mm-hmm. he was the politician guy mm-hmm. um and we don't really have a lot of like backstory on the characters it's not really character driven um at one point it kind of becomes character driven and and we don't know too much about the characters, but there are like hints, even like from the very beginning of the movie up until the end, like like uh, Gary Sinise specifically talking about like him playing the hero is just gonna bite him in the ass. Why don't you just like 
act like a criminal the way you always do. And then mm. he does play the hero. And in a movie, that's you know that's the way you, you know it's it's the absolution, like the anti-hero becoming the good guy. Yeah. And here he does that, but then the movie continues, <laughs> and he he is indicted, he is fired, he loses his family and his 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 side bitch, so to speak. <laughs> and in the end, we, we he he talks about like he's going to prison for like a year or a year and a half yeah. or something like. Yeah, like <laughs> doing the right thing did not work out for him <laughs> in the long oh. run, which is kind of funny. Um, I don't I know what they're trying to say with that, if anything, or if it's just like, oh, uh, the uh, the irony of of fate or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but I thought it, it was it was real fun that everything just got fucked up because this one time he had to be the good guy. <laughs> I think that's one of my best the best lines in the movie is when uh, Gary Sinise's character is, is sort of pummeling him. Yeah, uh, and he says. All you have to do is be consistent, for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> do what you always do. Take the money. Yeah. Like, why Why now? Just be a bad guy. Come on, you're so good at it. <laughs> nope, not this time, because I'm the guy in the movie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I should have been the bad guy. <laughs> no. I thought that was... Turned that was, that was a million dollars. Yeah, I, I really like that. That it, the hero, <laughs> the hero is going to prison in the end. <laughs> I also I did like that um, the Kevin Dunn, the, the bad guy, yeah. his character, that his uh, sort of motivation it was it wasn't right, but you sort of got it that he was sort of uh, broken after being in battle. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was it was sort of like the Rock. Uh, yeah, the, the character from The Rock, um, but made not so boring. Yeah, not so not so sappy, so schmaltzy. It was, he yeah. just he just told it like it was. Yeah, that he, he was like, yeah, sure, people will die, but it's just it's for a good cause because politicians. Yeah, because politicians do what politicians do, and that makes soldiers die. Yeah, and I won't stop that. Sort yeah. of. And and he said, yeah, sure. This is maybe not the way I would do it, but I mean, I see what you're going for. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I think that was that was pretty that was pretty good that he he got this little villain monologue. And I like that. Um, I think without too too much like obvious exposition dump dialogue, we got to know uh, enough about the characters to make them you know feel. At least fleshed out enough for this for this story. Um, mm. Like if the movie took place over like two weeks or something, no, that wouldn't have worked because we need to know more of them. But since it only takes place over like basically yeah two hours, yeah, um, you're not gonna find out too much. But we get enough to like uh, justify their motivations and their actions. And I, yeah. I, I, I that's always that's always important to me. So yeah, yeah. Overall, I I liked it. The the ending is gonna drag down the the, the final score but... it's it's a messy ending it yes, is but very it, messy. it doesn't ruin the enjoyment of the rest of the movie no yeah um uh, it's not one of those endings where it's like oh he didn't die at all it was just a big ploy to yeah. see if it was was one of those no uh and this is like even this it's kind of funny because even though that the ending is bad 
Mm. I really want to watch this again. Ma- yeah. ma- mainly for that first like third 13 minutes and that whole sequence when Nicolas Cage and Gary Sinise are both chasing Carla Gugino but for different reasons and mm. uh, like um uh unknowing of each other doing it so you're like oh, who's going to get there first and they don't <sighs> even know that they're like chasing each yeah. other that was oh man that was that was the Except for the opening, that was the best sequence in the movie. And you have her trying to get away, like making this guy take her up to to the to the room and everything. Yeah, that was so fucking nerve wracking. An overhead shot when we go through these like three different rooms or four different rooms even, um, and see what people doing, and then we land in the room where they are. Um, I was so cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's very good acted from. um, Oh, what is he called? The the guy that she charms. Um, I thought he was the 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 weirdo from Malcolm in the Middle who was in love with Malcolm's mother, but it's not it's not him. Oh, um, David Anthony Higgins. Okay, yeah, Ned Ned That's Campbell. His name. Uh, I don't yeah, think so I've he, seen him in it. No, oh, it is the guy from Malcolm in the Middle. It is Craig <laughs> Feldspar. Okay, that's why I recognized him. Yeah, he's the weirdo. <laughs> um, yeah, he was great as well. Yeah, because he, he, for some reason, you didn't you didn't think he was uh, you didn't think less of him. No, for um, some reason, because he's he's a, a, he is about to cheat on his wife. Yeah, he's charmed by. But but it it was something in his acting and the way he when he was like throwing her out uh, yeah. from the room. There was some some like. It felt genuine in a way that he was—he was sort of smitten. But then, as soon as the illusion fades, he was like, "Wait, what the fuck am I doing? Uh, yeah, exactly. What the fuck are you doing?" Um, I was—I was worried that it was going to become like, "Oh no, I am a—I am a sex crazed man. And I'm going to rape you now." Yeah, uh, but yeah. instead, he was less like, "No, you know what? Just get out of here. I, I shouldn't be doing this. And you're just—you're yeah. just, just being annoying. Get out of here." <laughs> yeah. So I, I think there was something. It was. That character could have been... You have seen that character in a lot of movies. Oh, yes. That specific character. And you always hate them, that yes. character. Uh, but I think he did it very good for some reason. Yeah. And that even helped in the... When he was thrown out of the room and then he runs into Gary's knees. Yeah. And he just... They're in my room! Yeah. And you're like, oh no! Um, it, it all felt very... Uh, it, all, it felt very natural. Like, this is how a person would probably react in a situation like this yeah um and it was fun that for for that for that se- sequence because he's basically in the whole sequence uh, mm. back and forth he he was like he was he was part of the main cast and he like <laughs> he became a character almost he wasn't just like the guy that yeah. she seduced to get away from the the, the bad guy no he became yeah. a character yeah it was like he, he was a guy from another movie who just happened yeah, to stumbled yes, into exactly. this one <laughs> He was he was he was doing like the Hangover Part One, but he just yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that, and so so he also helped that sequence. That sequence just, I would say it is flawless. That's that oh, yeah. sequence of events. Yes, from the because we have so many moving parts that just worked. Oh yeah, and you have uh, ah shit, what's his name? Uh, the guy, the security, the security guy. chief, yeah, who's up in the yeah. control room, who's not Mike another... Star. Mike Star, yes. Yeah. Who also just, just, he's just, he's just part of the gang for that, for that <laughs> yeah. sequence. Yeah. 
And so it's uh-huh. good that they have a good actor to do it. Yeah. Um and yeah, I, I, I love when I love when little characters just for a for a brief moment in the movie they become almost become the star of the movie. Yeah. Um that's always fun. That they don't just treat them as oh he's an extra, now he's just he's just a, a tool to make the story move along. No, he's a character in the movie. And I think this movie did that with most characters. Oh, most yeah. characters got their sort of moment, except of John Hurd. Yeah, he was kind of he was <laughs> he was barely in the movie, and when he is in the movie, you were like, "Who the fuck are you? What are you doing here?" Yeah, and he's like part of the he's the part one of the main actors in the conspiracy. Yeah, and he's barely in the movie, and when he is yeah. in the bar- movie, he doesn't give any impression at all. But except of him, there was like so many characters. Like Luis Guzman was also. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. And Ke- Kevin Dunn. Uh, yeah, the, the, reporter. Ac- the actor Kevin Dunn, not the character Kevin Dunn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the actor Kevin Dunn. Um, yeah, he was great as a reporter. Yeah, it was all this. When when they were in a scene, you really felt like, oh, this is one of the main characters. And then that scene was over, and then someone else can be the main character for a while. Yeah, and even, even the guy who played the politician, Joel Fabiani, the one mm. scene where you, when Carla Gugino is explaining her point of view, and he's mm. actually like involved in in. That's when we get the whole the whole conspiracy about oh this new missile system is is faulty, but they're gonna try to sell it anyway. We have to stop yeah. this because at first you just he, you think he's just a you know a, a greasy politician and that's why he's being mur- murdered. Mm. No, he's he's actually kind of a stand up guy who they're just trying to uh, uh it's like uh, they're trying to fool him into buying this faulty missile protection system. Yeah, and he's like acts like no. Oh hell, we're going to get to the bottom of this, you know. Don't uh, don't go anywhere for six months, lady. You're going to be working with me. And, but then he <laughs> dies. He's, oh shit! So for just <laughs> a minute, he was another character in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so uh, this movie was be very good at that. So yeah, this movie was very good at a lot of things. It was very it was, good. Yeah. It was uh, it was uh, sort of bad at some things, but very good at a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and. Like, even if you like, oh, the ending ruins it. Well, Nicolas Cage is just having so much fun in this movie. I think that <laughs> yeah. that saves the the ending. For yeah, me. true. He's so goddamn good in this movie. Yeah, I think it's one of his best performances. Oh yeah. So far. Um, I mean, maybe not, maybe not like Academy Award nomination worthy, but I mean, especially since his last one was a very you know heartfelt dramatic role. But I mean, this is the kind of role that could be nominated for like best, like uh, what's it called, supporting best male supporting role or whatever. But he happened yeah. to be the, uh, the the starring role, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, I guess we're at the score. If you don't have anything else you want to bring up, no, yeah, that's 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 all I had um, about the movie. You did give it a score earlier, but what is your official score? Um, no, yeah, I think talk. I was just a little, uh, I was a little jazzed up in the beginning. I said, <laughs> I said a seven or an eight. I, th- I think yep. it's more. I think I'm gonna give it like a. It's like a. It's like a weak seven because the ending does. Mm. It really it drags it down definitely, but it's huh? still it's still a very enjoyable movie, very well made movie. Week so seven. I, yeah, week seven. So seven. So this is on the same level as uh, Con Air. Um, oh yeah, and uh, it could happen to you. Uh, it was an Andrew. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. This is a movie what? I would definitely rewatch. 
Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's on that level. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't give this not strong, not a weak, uh, straight up just regular eight. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because <laughs> uh, I, I think this is uh, one of the best we've seen. Uh, it's not the best. No, uh, there are a f- we've seen a few. There's better, but uh, this is yeah. pretty good. We 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 have there are like a couple really good ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we we keep repeating it, but Red Rock West and Leaving mm. Las Vegas, and I guess for me, uh, Vampire's Kiss. It's just it's yeah. Those are gonna be tough to beat. <laughs> if this if the ending would have if the ending would have been as good as the rest of the movie. Uh, this would have been on on the same level as uh, Red Rock West. Yeah. Oh, and Just... uh, from last week, uh, Face Off, we both gave it an eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, Nicolas Cage, ninety nine eight. Yeah. Snake Eyes. Next uh, week, it's New Year, nineteen ninety nine, and the Ooh. first movie he made two movies in nineteen ninety nine, and the first one, which one we're gonna do next week, is Super Eight. Yes. Or eight, eight millimeters. millimeters. Yeah. Depends. I think it's super eight in Sweden and eight millimeters in America. I think. Yeah. What, one or the other. Yeah. I. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they would change that, but they did for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um. So, I've, I've heard a lot yeah. of good about this, and I just, I just, I just looked it up on IMDb. It's got a nineteen out of a hundred Metascore. Jesus Christ. Ooh, that I haven't seen it before, so that might be very interesting. <laughs> that's that's very bad. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have seen it. I seen uh-huh. it on television for like way, way, way back. I've only seen it once, and I remember at that point I thought it was pretty interesting, and uh, I I liked it. It's one of those movies that you always remembered. Uh, I always remember the movie, but I don't not. That much that I actually want to go rewatch it. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I I've uh, heard that um, there are some like iconic shots in it. I don't. I haven't heard people say what they think about the movie, but there are some mm. shots in it that are just sticks in your mind. So I guess that's yeah. why 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 people remember it. Yeah. Uh, so, more, uh, yeah. More about that next week, of course. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what we think. That yeah. Way. Yeah. Um, so uh, I just, just, I'm just gonna say uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, please check out uh, Snake Eyes if you haven't. I, I don't really get the lukewarmer stuff like that. Um, but also, if you want to listen to all these episodes in advance, at least a month in advance, check us out on Patreon.com/slash/DontMakeAScene. Uh, not only will you get everything in advance, you'll also get commentary tracks. You'll get exclusive episodes of my other podcast, The Spottercast. Um, and exclusive videos from time to time and just a bunch of stuff all for the low low price of $3 a month and you also help us of course to keep the podcast going Uh, but other than that I just want to say thank you so much for listening of course and and following along you know just tell your friends tell your friends if you like this tell your friends about this great podcast you've heard about yeah but other than that we'll see you next week and until then have a good one bye bye everyone Madness in the Method is part of the Please Don't Make a Scene podcast network. It is produced and directed by Tobias Vedian after a concept by Christopher Billian. It is hosted by Tobias Vedian and Christopher Billian. Executive producer is Annika Vedian. If you want to be a supporter of the show, please check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene where you can get early access to episodes 
exclusive episodes of other podcasts, commentary tracks, and much, much more. And we want to give a huge shout out to our patron supporters, Laura Kinney, Rasmus Jonsson, Mom, and Dad. <laughs>